Audio professional, engineer for the show, Sean Lewis, and today we're picking up where we left off from last week. Uh, we had in our military advisor, our tested two-tour veteran, Danny, on the show to give us some commentary on the current state of the union and what's going on on the front lines of the protest. And when he came in, we kind of did the show in two different segments. Uh, the second part of the show takes a left, a hard left into the recent events in Venezuela where a U.S. military contractor, I guess an aspiring U.S. military contractor, botches a coup attempt on the, on the current administration. Uh, so anyhow, we have Chumahan leads us through all the details on that. So without further ado, let's check it out. They're just going to do what they're told. This is why, this is why their cries for defunding and disbanding the police. People think like, oh, so then we're not going to have any police. That's not what they're saying. They're saying this old guard got to be dismantled. We got to dismantle and defund the old way. Okay. So we can build the new way. Yes. And there might be some people that went from the old way to the new way. Fine. Yeah, they got to change too. And not only that, but you're going to be rewarded in a different way. You're not going to get rewarded for arrests. Mm-hmm. You're not going to you go. get like you're going to also get rewarded for how you're helping to build the community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Cuz it's a civil servant. At the end of the day, no matter which way you slice it, a police officer is a civil servant. He's there to serve. He's there to protect. Protection is serving yeah. the citizens. So why not stop the job just being so focused on all the negative shit? Because yeah, I bet you that has to push them into a deeper space. Like, Absolutely. Imagine somebody that comes into our community every day and only deals with the negative part of our community. Right. Doing what Lucky says about bringing them into our community and having them deal with the, the real side of our community. and the not, whole only, side. not only the, whole side. the worst of our community. You know what I mean? Because every community has a worst spot. Every That's community, 100% every correct. community, look at, look gated at, communities got fucking drug addict, fucking retard fucks over there. Look at South South you know Beach. I mean? Look it at South matter. Beach. We gotta be easy even with the, the even, retard word. Oh, sorry. Whatever. Even in South Beach, Florida. Didn't mean that. Right? Like, <laughs> look at South Beach, Florida. As many mansions as they had, they still had a child molesting predator living amongst them. Jeffrey Epstein. Yep. Like, every community has a dark side. Yeah. Right? So they also just, got a bright side. They just don't have to deal with it. That's exactly right. And so I'm so what I'm saying is 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 if you want to treat the whole community, you have to treat the whole human being in the officer. And I think actually it's going to be better. This isn't about in my mind when I hear what Steve's saying and what you're saying Danny and what you you agree with old blue eyes. I'm actually hearing that without actually coming out and saying it and I'm not saying this to make excuses. Because they got to be held accountable. That's the other part. But I am saying that the way the job seems like it's set up right now structurally, that the only part that's getting looked at, activated 
by the job is the negative part inside the cop. Yeah. Okay. And if the job seriously structurally had in place a part that's also going to take the positive side of the cop, then you're treating the whole cop. If the whole cop is getting treated, it more improves the chances that the cop is also going to be treating the whole community. Mm-hmm. Right. Definitely. And our concept of policing isn't just, you know, just make crime a, go down. Right. A gun. Right. Around. And. Um, and you know it's structural, meaning like it doesn't matter who's in the position, actually, because you often see a lot of cops of color doing exactly what the white cops are doing. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, if you look at the George Floyd thing, I think at least the other cops, uh, one of them was Asian. The yeah. other one was Latin. And they were just standing around with their hands in their pocket. So that to me means that, yes, while there is systemic racism, uh, that's true. Also, the structure can make monsters out of anybody. That's why the structure's got to change. Yeah. For the future. That's right. It's only feeding the negative side. Exactly. So having said that and talking about so much about training, um, maybe uh, this is a good point for me because I was thinking about training. I was thinking about doing something right. And I was thinking about like, you know, what is it going to do? And I was thinking about, did you, Danny, did you hear about the uh botched invasion of venezuela i think it was like maybe about three weeks ago a month right before all the riot stuff went out uh an ex-military guy by the name of jordan goudreau uh was hired by uh the opposition maybe we'll get into the details but in any sense he was paid to train soldiers which he did in colombia and then invade Venezuela and try to topple Maduro. Mm. Have you heard that? And and but but in, but what wound up happening is the whole thing just fucking blew up on the first <laughs> yeah, day. So you know about? Do you know about D-day? this? Danny? The yeah. D the D Day botch. Yeah, the D Day botch. They called it the right. Bay of Pigs. <laughs> Bay of Pigs Part Two. Like the thing was rotten before it even got started. Well, back up. Okay, back up a little bit. Let's just so that viewers, so that everybody can kind of understand, Valenzuela was was uh, it wasn't that long ago that Valenzuela was just completely run like a dictatorship. Who was the crazy guy in there? Okay, so so before the crazy guy now, right? There was Hugo Chavez. Exactly. Okay, and Hugo and tell Chavez. Tell us a little bit about Hugo Chavez. Well, Hugo Chavez was. Um, it's a mixed bag on Hugo Chavez mm. because he was a socialist and he started nationalizing all of the industries in Venezuela. Because I think before Hugo Chavez, there was like a, a pro-capitalist, like a uh, really terrible guy. So Hugo Chavez comes in and he starts nationalizing everything and he started putting together all these um, uh, state-run uh, programs for the people. And he was loved a lot. Um, I do think that there's evidence also that he was uh, oppressive against challengers, and I, you know, I, without getting into a huge thing about what Venezuela is. But the reason why he was able to do that was because at the time the price of oil was so high, and Venezuela sits on a huge amount of oil. Mm. Okay, it's like it, it's I don't know. They, every time you talk about another country, they always compare it to Saudi Arabia. And it's always like number two, but whatever. A huge amount of oil. And he nationalized it, said, no, we're not letting private companies, we're not letting BP, British Petroleum, come in and get half of it and blah, blah. This belongs to the people. Right. So he put together all these social systems that were actually pretty good when oil was high. Then oil prices tanked. 
And that's when he started to get into trouble because now he couldn't afford uh, these programs and the people already loved the programs. And uh, eventually uh, he had to borrow tons of money to try to figure out how to pay for these programs. Da, 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 da. And eventually he got sick and is the second in command or the president, the vice president or something like that is Maduro, right? But he doesn't have the love for the people the way Hugo Chavez did. And I'm not saying he's a perfect guy. I think he's got other problems too. I don't know. You put these leaders in place and they're all, but essentially the broad stroke is Hugo Chavez gets cancer and he dies. Now the country still has these social programs that it's paying for. It's like wasting money or they don't, they're not able to sell oil in order to get it to go. And Maduro steps in because he was the next in line or whatever. Now Maduro is painted anyway by articles in, in the world as more of a dictator than Hugo Chavez. Like this guy is now really all about power mm. and he's not setting it down for anything. And the country is in incredible economic chaos because of how much money the government's spending and borrowed on oil reserves that it was gonna use, but the price dropped, now they're in over their head. Basically like when the mortgage finance problem. Recession. Right. Everyone was betting on the price of the house and borrowing more money, which is what Hugo Chavez and uh, Maduro did, and then the price of the house all of a sudden dropped. Now you owe more than it's worth. That's essentially what's going on in Venezuela at this time. Then Maduro is also accused of like actually having secret police go around the intelligence, go around and kill or imprison political opposition people. And from the people too, like real people. The same, maybe even some of the same people that might have supported Hugo Chavez are some of the same people that are saying like, well, Maduro's no Chavez and we need a new leader because this shit sucks. And then he's got special police like Stalin style. Right. Going around imprisoning people and doing shit. Not a good guy, essentially. And all of the, so, and the election is coming up. Now look, I'm not, I'm not a fucking journalist and I'm not a fucking whatever. So if you want to correct me, go ahead. This is just from what I've read. All right? But, but this is essentially the style, the, how it goes. So then uh, an election per the Constitution comes up. And now Maduro's on the chopping block. And I think he just narrowly wins it's like 0.5 percent like 51 versus none and there's another guy his name is guaido g-u-a-i-d-o guaido i think that's how you say it correct me but anyway he fucking it doesn't win the election and maduro wins narrowly and he's kind of riding on chavez's hugo chavez's coattails a little bit still at that point Mm -hmm. then there's another crisis economic crisis and within the constitution the 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 venezuelans are allowed to have a recall be like well we voted for you but shit's still going south so you're fucking recall but we want another vote yeah oh and that's legal and guaido is going to win and it's clear to everybody Mm-hmm. Right? So then what does Maduro do? Maduro do? Maduro. Maduro do? What does Maduro do? Go! <laughs> go, 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 go! <laughs> what does Maduro do? Anyway, what Maduro does is he uh, then suspends the Congress. So think about this. Mm-hmm. And think about this in terms of Trump. Yeah. 
He suspends Congress because of an emergency, because people are now like protesting and going crazy in the streets. Mm. Suspends Congress, and then he appoints a temporary Congress, right? And he appoints this temporary Congress and fixes an election again, and now he's reelected, right? And of course, the temporary Congress is all full of people that support him, that he's going to jack off later because they voted for him, right? And keep him in power. So that's what happens. So what happens then is you have Guaido, who is recognized eventually by 60 countries, including the United States, as the true leader. He's the opposition leader in Venezuela. And he's the one that's being treated with respect by the international community, but he doesn't have the military's backing. Mm. Okay? Maduro has the military backing, and so he's still the de facto leader, and nobody can, so there was a stalemate. Between the two. In, really? Yeah. It was a stalemate, right? And it gets to the point, as I was researching the fact that these, these idiots, mm-hmm. these uh, idiots who thought that they were going to start a revolution in Venezuela and then just basically walked into a sliding glass door and fell down, these idiots were uh, essentially aiming to try to put Guaido mm-hmm. as the leader and, and take Maduro out. And in researching this, there's all kinds of weird shit affiliated with this like for instance one thing i discovered was (laughs) that who's the fucking executive for virgin atlantic or whatever the fuck that is richard branson yeah yeah yeah. the guy looks fucking crazy he's a weird dude somehow he owns owns islands and shit yeah he's a weird looking guy dude he looks like a he was over there on the epstein island too i think so yeah he was well (laughs) i don't know but i mean that guy that guy, I, he looks like the Crip Keeper, man. Tales from the Crip. He looks like that guy with sunglasses. A little mm-hmm. weird. Probably I'll never be successful now because I talk shit about Branson, but I don't give a fuck. What <laughs> he, do? He's going to probably close every door. <laughs> anyway, the guy looks weird. This guy, right, to support the good guy, the good leader in Venezuela, why though, holds a concert, like a Live Aid concert, on the border of Colombia. Why Branson's involved in this, I have no fucking idea. Okay. Like, run your goddamn airline properly, dude. It's like tanking. But you're over in Venezuela trying to have a, a Live Aid concert. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't help the good guy in Venezuela. I'm just saying, what the fuck does Richard Branson have to do with that? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Crazy. Like, are you down there partying with that guy that <laughs> made that software? What's the... What's the antivirus software guy that like hit Nor- out? Norton? No, oh, the other guy, McAfee. Oh, okay. Remember, there's been a million fucking video uh, documentaries on McAfee who like made that that software and made bundle. Now he's in South America running from the international police or what? something. Yes, mm. I swear to God. <laughs> so anyway, Branson's holding the concert for the good guy, mm. right? And by the way, countries have tried to send aid. To Venezuela, and you can only get to Venezuela through like a couple of places. One of them is called the Bridge Highway or some bullshit. I don't know. But but Maduro, in order to keep the aid out, has blocked it with shipping containers. What? So mm-hmm. so so he's keeping the aid out. And under God. his listen, under his theory is that the CIA and the Americans are trying to 
undermine the leadership here in South America, which they do all the time. And so even this aid, even though it comes in under aid, like the Red Cross or whatever, it's really just a bunch of fucking CIA operatives. But is that <laughs> does that happen, by the way, Danny? Do yeah. do operatives ever go in along with the aid? Oh yeah. Okay, so so it, whether that's the There's case, some validity problems. Yeah. yeah, whether that's the case here, we don't know. All right. So, so this concert's going up. They got the scaffolding. I saw the pictures, right? Mm-hmm. You see all these fucking knuckleheads and fucking roadies in the middle of fucking Columbia putting up a fucking scaffolding and fucking candy corn and all this bullshit, right? And Branson's bringing in. Latin, this is on the border of where? Border of Colombia, right on the other side of Venezuela. Venezuela and so Venezuela. And I think the way it is, is Colombia, right, is right next to Venezuela, right right below the little narrow shit of the, of where Central America goes into South America. Right. It's like right there. Right. So Colombia's like, like, I, I don't know, fucking Danny, you know, you're an operator. <laughs> it's like the, the West, West of Venezuela is Colombia. Okay. Right. I don't know. They exchange okay. a bunch of cocaine. I have no idea. All right. So the point is they're right there. So. Branson's like, I'm pro, you know, good guy in Venezuela. I'm gonna make this fucking concert and all these Latin acts come down. Blah, blah, blah. So then what does Maduro do? He builds a concert right on the other side of that concert. The bad guy. The bad guy's like, I'm gonna build a live a concert too, right mm-hmm. next to it, motherfucker. And so they built these concerts right. See? See? Was that an accurate description of what yeah, I said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they build these two concerts right next to each other as, as a face-off. Security, I think, at one of these involved a guy named Jordan Goudreau, mm-hmm. ex-Green Beret, who started a company called Silver Corp, mm-hmm. right? Which was kind of like the poor man's uh, Blackwater. Okay. Right? That's kind of what it's going for. Blackwater, I'm going to call mine Silver Corp. You gotta have a color right, right. right before the second word mm-hmm. if you're gonna create a private security firm that's gonna get paid. Right. Got black water or you're gonna have a silver corp. Uh, mine's gonna be called Red Wagon. Mm-hmm. I'm starting a thing called Red Wagon. Sean, black, what's yours? Black Ops. <laughs> Blue Eyes. Sean's is his Blue thing. Fox. <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> Blue Fox. Danny? Black Eye. Black, black Eye. <laughs> Steve? Uh, black Ops. All right, that sounds good. So anyway, point is, is they got autos. So so he's doing security there, and somehow and talking to Branson and telling him, uh, 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 somehow it's not entirely clear this plot starts to form. I mean, it's got to be that that Goudreau, the ex uh, Green Beret, is smelling money. It's like, man, maybe I can get a big payday out of this, right? Mm-hmm. For Silver Corp, which up to that point has provided, who do you think Silver Corp claims to have provided security for at their rallies? Um, who do you think? I'll give you a couple of guesses. I love it when you from Colombia. Pop, but no, there's a guy from Colombia. No, Trump. Yes, that's crazy. And there's and on its on its on its website, you see pictures of like Goudreau with like wires coming out of his ear uh-huh. and f- walking the the causeways behind Trump's like speeches or whatever they are. Really? Yeah, but you know, they also have definitely been found to have plagiarized Silver Corp had plagiarized their 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 
content on their website from like the Department of Defense and other places. Sure, they got sure. caught, right? So you don't know really. It's the, I don't know if it's clear if it was like James Goudreau is like, okay, I'm going to stand up and put a wire in my ear and then you just take a picture from me and I'm going to look, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, how like, staged was it? Yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm going to put a wire. I'm, but you, you bought a ticket. You're not here doing security. God damn it. Shut up. I'm telling you how it's going to go, right? <laughs> It's about public. Don't you know? Don't you know anything about PR? What's the matter with you? Get out of here. So anyway, so there's pictures of whatever. So he's ginned up this whole thing now. Ginned up. He's ginned up this whole thing. <laughs> he ginned it up. He ginned it up. And what the crazy part about this operation is that, like, the Associated Press knew about it three days before it took place. Maduro knew about it for like a month, right? What exactly does he know? What do you exactly do these people know? Well, that he's infiltrated it. Maduro said that he actually paid for, he had his operatives paying for some of the meetings. Like for instance, the, these fucking, it's, this is, it's really- I, I Counterintelligence wish I, is crazy. Right, there's like double upon double, double agents. Yeah. Like what, do you have any examples or even any thoughts about like how crazy counterintelligence can get? I mean, look at, uh, Danny's wearing a beard. The guy, if we put a fucking hijab on this dude or whatever it's called, like would you be able to tell that he wasn't from the Middle East? Fuck no. People already say shit like that. Yeah. Do they fucking, they're like, They're hey. like, damn, you don't even look Mexican no more. <laughs> right. Like, right. You look like a jihad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, you know? He is, he's a jihad for freedom against them fascist trump anyway the point is is uh yeah so counterintelligence is crazy right yeah what have you seen in counterintelligence where you were like i mean you know i feel like the shit just recently when i did that when i went to that protest thing you got shot at no i got shot at they i was live streaming the whole thing when it happened so i had the cop dead to nuts on him just shooting for no reason right you know yeah. and they have things like even when I was in the military, there's jammers and then there's receivers, right? So these <laughs> they facilities, have that. they have that in other places too. Yeah. yeah. So they yeah. had when I went to this protest, <laughs> they had the obviously they had the receivers there. When I was running the the video, they got a hold of it, went inside my phone and deleted all my shit that I had that day. It was what? like I wasn't there. Damn, Sean, what do you, you think that? about that? That's insane. Doesn't that? That's got to be illegal. Right? No, think that's about what. Illegal? Think about what he just signed recently for the social media stuff. To, that's making everybody look bad. They have the and then those those facilities have those receivers so that if it's an ice center, think about they don't want nobody in there, like <sighs> sending videos, transmitting stuff. So they're they have receivers there and they're listening and and watching everybody's it's like they data. Are in prison. It's like data's coming in and out. They're watching it. Huh, dude? How, how can you that, even prove? How is that possible? Dude, I even took pictures that weren't using Instagram on my phone, and all that shit's gone. So with the the picture that you do have, where you're you're showing your welts, how did how did that one come out? That was a Stevan. That oh, wasn't even mine, dude. That gives a good reason why you need photographers who aren't connected to Wi-Fi. Yeah, right. I was using actually a film camera at the time when I was taking the picture, and I put the fucking the phone on my chest and put it on my live because yeah. I was like, 
this the, i seen the dude that was over there just shooting for no reason and i was like i just want to get everything because i i feel like something's gonna happen and right. then fucking like 10 minutes later happen. that's fucked 10 up minutes later i had both my hands on the camera taking a picture of this fool and he turned on me and just started shooting and saying back up God, no reason zero reason at all like never i was never there cussing him out calling him nothing i wasn't acting disruptive i wasn't set tripping on nobody that one motherfucker (laughs) decided to do that shit like how let me ask a question how bad did it hurt to get hit with the rubber bullet did it hurt uh it didn't hurt me at the time because i was just so pumped like when he did it and then i just i got out of the way he lit, lit me up and then i just stood up and i got closer and then i just stood there right in front of him and just stared at him the rest of the time and he was scared he was uncomfortable as fuck after that yeah yeah but i wasn't i wasn't gonna act out i wasn't gonna do nothing i was just gonna stand there and post up on him yeah. after that yeah Daddy, what do we what do we, if, if they were to fucking bring some real military down in la what would we be looking for what are some tips what the I need to know, because you know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like, people in the military are really, like, not that fucked up. Like, right. bro, like, they're going to feel fucked up for having to do what they're going to have to do. They, and exactly. they're in a bad situation. Right. Like, I guarantee all my boys that are still in there and be like, bro, just, just get the fuck over there. Like, just please, just, I don't even want to be here. So don't fuck with me either. Right, <laughs> right, right. That's exactly so right. And the police, understand the local authorities are the ones that don't have that view yet. I mean, some do. Because I'm not going to, I'm going to say that there are some cops, police that are kneeling with the protesters. That's true. Right? Yeah. There's, so dude, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying you're right. Like this, military this guys are like. It's all about racism. It's right. about just fucking being human. Right. If we're all human, then racism isn't a thing. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So, so anyway. Um, so Maduro, right? Getting back to Venezuela. So oh, yeah. Maduro, he's he sent people to infiltrate. Now, what's crazy about this is that in Colombia, in Bogota, mm-hmm. there's a JW Marriott. Okay, I didn't, this is how weird this fucking thing is. And the JW Marriott is where all of the anti-Maduro, anti-Venezuelan exiles meet to discuss intrigue and, and cocaine deals. The place is all and Maduro up. owns and it. It's so weird. Yeah, they, I'm sure they don't even know. Yeah. Like, they, they probably didn't even think about the fact that it's probably bugged. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the meetings right. that are being held over there, Maduro claims that his operatives actually paid for some of the meetings. I bet you he makes everybody stay away from there so that they feel even more safe so that they feel comfortable enough to really disclose everything right you're exactly right. he's pulling the security for them people aren't fucking with them because he's making sure they're not fucking with them right so the issue is uh so 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 that's how he infiltrated and the, and it's just weird to me because i'm always looking at that and i'm always like like the the Marriott, like they're meeting at the Marriott. Why not the DoubleTree or you know, mm-hmm. like some place like uh, why not a uh, Days Inn? Is at least a free breakfast. Super you know? Eight. you know, you can get a waffle. You can make some, eat as many waffles well, I don't as know you want. They got those over there. <laughs> they got a Marriott. I'll tell you that. that. That part's crazy. So the point is, is so they're meeting there. It's infiltrated. So they know this. Now, now what's going on is all right. James Goudreau, who is. I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of this guy, but he looks exactly like what you would imagine. Okay. Like a Stifler, mm-hmm. kind of like a Chaz. Okay. Like a Chet, 
right. type. Oh you know what I mean? God. You know what I mean? And, yeah. he, and he's running around talking big. And he's down there at the Marriott talking big, mm. right? And he's looking for a big payday. And there's all these negotiations going on. And at some point, he signs a deal with Guado, Guiados, Guados, somebody tell me how to deal with the good guy to train the troops and design and program and lead an invasion into Venezuela for like $200 million. Think about that, right? $200 million. I don't even know if Silver Corp's that big. You know what I mean? Like right. when you look at it, you're like, eh. Should have called me. I would right. have been all over that. <laughs> right. So, so, so he's got, and the con they have images of the contract on the internet everywhere. Mm. Okay. And not only that, but they have like the signatures and you, you see a signature that's attributed to Gu Guado, Guado and his, his help helpers. Right. Mm -hmm. And then of course the good guy disavows. He's like, that's not my signature. <laughs> but it, it, there is, there's something validity <laughs> okay. to this thing. So now, right, he Silver Corp tells these guys, like, look, man, I need a retainer. And you got to pay me a little bit up front so I can get this shit going. Of course. So they pay him 1.5 million bucks. On 200 million? Yeah. 1.5 million. That's 1.5 million to get going, to get started. And what's going on is there was a thing that happened back in April 2019, which was called, like, the Guard Revolt or something like that. But what it is, is Maduro's military, there's a small group of guys that wanted to pledge allegiance to the good guy. And they decided, and they thought, and they miscalculated, unfortunately, that if they all of a sudden stood up, if this garrison or whatever it's called stood up, barracks, it's called the barracks revolt, that's what it's called. If they stood up and said, we're for the good guy, then like the rest of the military would join them and the people would all unite and then the nightmare would be over. Mm. So they did all that and they just got shut down. Maduro fucking shut them down and they all just fled and there was no revolution and nothing happened and blah, blah, blah. Maduro himself shut them down? His people did, yeah. I mean, I don't know if he himself did, but the, his, his loyal guards did. Those loyal to Maduro shut it down. Mm. So they took their big stand and they barely escaped with their hides. And then they go to Colombia. I guess when you fuck up in Venezuela, you go to Colombia because it's a different country. <laughs> right. Okay. They're in Colombia living in like two camps. It's like about 300 dudes, mm -hmm. right? And these are guys that are kind of ex-military. They were in the Venezuelan army. They rose up. Now they don't know what to fucking do. Now right. they're ass out. So James Goudreau is like, I'm going to train those guys. I'm going to train them. And we're going to put together a small fighting force, Right. Fox Force 5, and we're going to go <laughs> in, and we're going to fucking attack fucking Maduro, and we're going to fucking do a linchpin. You know what I mean? It's going to be a linchpin. So he's doing this whole thing on a shoestring budget. First of all, how hard is it, Danny, to plan an incursion into another country? Especially one, <clears throat> one that's waiting for anybody to come yeah. in. Come on, like... And you're going to say you're going to pick up some fucking rebel soldiers to fucking do it? <laughs> you're out of your fucking mind. You're going to need, like, come in from the air. You know what I mean? You're not going to be able to come in normal, especially. And you're going to have to have 
encrypted stuff so that you're not talking over regular comsec <laughs> like well you can't just that's why like that exact reason of what happened to those guys is why you need everything that we have so what they were just gonna go old school and just storm the beaches we're gonna get two yeah. cups in the string right yeah <laughs> you go over there and then I'm going to yell over here in this cup, and then you can tell me if you heard that right. You know what's crazy is, is it's like, like when you're watching TV, you know, at home, it seems like it should be a snap. Right. Like you watch you're just Commando. Like, oh, yeah. That, what else do you need? You play Arnold, and play, that's it. Play Call of Duty? Call, right. Some of these Call of Duty guys, shoot, they're like, man, I could have fucking done that better. <laughs> Yeah. They should have let me call coordinates on that. Right. Like, there's a, I guarantee you there's a ton of Call of Duty guys that think that for sure they could invade Venezuela. No yeah, problem. Absolutely. Venezuela? Maybe I might have trouble with China, but Venezuela? I got this. It would be easier to fucking try to buy a suit on lockdown than to invade Venezuela. Like, I guarantee you. They uh, they thought it was going to be a cakewalk. Like, we're like, well, I mean, it's Venezuela. <laughs> what can they do? I guarantee that there's people already right next to him that if somebody wants to really assassinate him, he could be gone tomorrow. That's true. There's people, you know, if you don't think that there's people in there already doing intelligence that are right by him, you're like, but that will fuck up the whole chain of command for intelligence. So people sit still. You know what? You're right. And you know what's funny is you sh if you go online, Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, look it up. It's an interesting picture because before this, there was a guard who tried to do a drone strike on Maduro at a live event and they captured photos of it. And what you see is the secret guard or whatever they're called, secret service. I don't know. I, and, and even that I'm kind of curious as to like why oh, I'm not going to get distracted with that question. So when the drone strike comes up, so he's giving this live concert fucking speech. Drone comes up, and his secret service are trained. And what they do is they have these, it looks like yoga mats that they've unfolded mm -hmm. and they've put in front of Maduro, which obviously they're, bu they're, they're bullet-stopping yeah, materials, pretty, Kevlar yeah. or whatever it is. And so what you see in the picture is like, like maybe four of these secret service with the fucking shit shields f flayed out. Mm -hmm. And so you can't even see Maduro. So think about that. So in, in the event that you see these guys are trained, in the event that they see some kind of shooter or something going on, they've got shields to put up in front of Maduro and they hold them up and they can actually stand behind them and hold it up. Right? So now Secret Service guy isn't just jump. So, so a Secret Service guy isn't going to jump in front of a bullet. He's going to flip open his fucking briefcase, and it's really a fucking Kevlar shield, and he's going to shield the president, wow. I think. Wow. Yeah. Was, but it, I never, I didn't know. Did you know that, Sean? No, no, that's the first time I. Heard that. Lisa, look at it. It's a crazy. It's a crazy. It's a crazy picture. It's a, it's fucking crazy. So anyway, so you you're right, Danny. There's people around him that are like, yeah, he's an asshole, but. I can't let him die because if that power vacuum happens, we got a whole new problem. Yeah, but even they're there just gathering the intel for us right now to see if we really got to move on it and if it's becoming a threat to us. Oh, and this is an interesting point that at the end of this, I kind of want to talk about with you too because it's like, the, the well, let's wait before we get there. So, okay. So then James Goudreau, right? He's going around and he's training 
Now, apparently, the training of these guys is like ridiculous. Mm. These guys living in the jungles right now in Colombia. In Colombia. Right. You know, and he's going down there and he's got plans. And they're, he, he's so loose with his talk that the, everybody. Uh oh, Danny just shook his head. What, what's what? No, it's just like I talked to some of my boys still, and they're like, dude, it's, it's just like anywhere. You, you'll get a, a shithead anywhere. Even in the most of elites, right? you'll get some in there. You know right. I mean? And this guy obviously thought he was more than what he was or was trying to just make some money. Right. And then just fucked everybody off. Mm-hmm. Right. So he printed out the plans. Okay, this genius printed out the plans and gave it to the soldiers. And the soldiers were able to show these plans to the, to the reporters and anyone who, who asked. Really? Yeah. They had it like wadded up. And they were like, oh, yeah, this is what we're going to do. And he came down there and like he was doing boot camp with them, right, in the Colombian whatever. And he was like, you know, I don't know what the drills consisted of. But he got an ex-special forces guy who was a medic to come down and teach him medic medicine like whatever field medicine like that guy like your buddy and that guy was like i don't want to he was there for two weeks and he bounced he's like i don't want any this looks disastrous this looks this does not look good what's going on right he said that goudreau didn't even have weapons for these guys to train with and that they were training with sawed off broom handles think about that (laughs) that's a pretty elite if you could kill somebody with a broom handle you'd kill them with anything right he was training killers. I <laughs> <laughs> like that. Sounds like some kids playing in the backyard. Yeah, they're playing soldiers in the sounds backyard, like a, right? A fucking dodgeball. One grabs a fucking mop handle out of the kitchen. The other one grabs a broom handle. They play bang, dodgeball bang. to dodge bullets. They're like, yeah. you know how we're gonna learn how to dodge bullets? Yeah. We're gonna play dodgeball. Yeah, that's some shit. They're training adult men to go overthrow a country with broomsticks, bro. Think about that. Uh, he should have just left with the 1.5 and burned that dude. Listen. Jesus. 1.5 and all you could afford is broomsticks in a third world country? God damn. <laughs> Steve, dude. Steve is. Guns there Steve probably cost like $100. <laughs> Steve can't like They weren't even like wooden shaped guns. They were just straight broomsticks. Get somebody to carve some shit. Steve. Oh man, bro! Steve could barely, he could barely open his eyes. Just, I mean, god damn, he got one five point five million dollars, bro. He he was a cheap bastard. Huh? God, I'm gonna throw a few thousand at this project. And get this thing moving. Huh? Listen, listen, listen. I'll, I'll read to you from the from the article. It says right here, Associated Press. Many saw the plan as foolhardy, and there appears to have been no serious attempt to seek U.S. military support. There was no chance they were going to succeed without direct U.S. military intervention, said Matos, the former Navy SEAL who spent two weeks in September training the volunteers in basic tactical medicine on behalf of his nonprofit, which works in combat zones. Matos visited the camps after hearing about them from a friend working in Colombia. He said he'd never met Goudreau. Matos said he was surprised (laughs) by the barren conditions. Mm -hmm. There was no running water, and men were sleeping on the floor, skipping meals, and training with sawed-off broomsticks in place of (laughs) assault rifles. That's Uh, horrible, bro. (laughs) 
It sounds <laughs> like they were training up like a concentration camp to go to fight. <laughs> man, what the fuck? They were feeding them. I can't even get them. my they food. We, we yeah. gonna, man, could you just imagine that talk? Check us out. We're going to overthrow this country. Just arrest me. I know me. you have slept. And I promise you we're going to feed you on Tuesday. And take this fucking broom and get out there and fight. <laughs> Can you yeah, imagine the nerve of these motherfuckers, bro? Can you imagine yeah. being the fucking three hundred soldiers and trying to be like, you know, like this guy's like, listen, I want you to give me twenty push-ups, and you're like holding a broom handle. Dude, and you're like, just what? imagine oh, D-Day. Fuck. Just replace everybody at D-Day with broomsticks. <laughs> like, well, that, what I mean, the yeah, fuck. Oh God, yeah. And the volunteers, these are the guys he's training, right? The soldiers, Uh shared with Maddow's a three-page document listing supplies needed for a three-week operation, Uh which he provided to the associate. Items included 320 M4 assault rifles, an anti-tank rocket launcher, Zodiac boats, one million in cash, and state-of-the-art night vision goggles. Oh, God. The documents... Included metadata that said it was created by Goudreau on June 16th. So, like the month before, a couple months before, Goudreau from his computer, right? His laptop was like, look at, look at Dan- Danny's shaking his head in total disgust. He's an idiot. <laughs> Man, dude. This is what Maddow says. Unfortunately, there's a lot of cowboys in this business who try to peddle their military credentials and do a p- big payday. Uh, yeah, but Colombian authorities were aware of the movements and were prominent position of politicians in Venezuela and exiles in Bogota. So basically, everybody knew what was going on. Right. Uh, and some of whom shared their findings with U.S. officials. See? Uh-huh. Yeah. All because he wanted to be in a place with no running water, no Wi-Fi. He could have <laughs> yeah. just w- had his Wi-Fi. He could have watched the news on himself before three days. And so the person that um, Goudreau had partnered up with in Venezuela was a guy by the name of Alcala, Alcala, okay, and he was high up in the Venezuelan military. But this Alcala was going around with the plans for the incursion hmm. and meeting with Colombia's National Intelligence Directorate and asking for their help. And He's boasting about that. Goudreau said he said he was a former CIA agent. Mm. And then when the Colombians checked their CIA counterparts on Bogota, they were told that the former Green Beret Goudreau was never an agent. He was then told, Alcala was told then to shut up about the invasion or you're going to get kicked out of Colombia. So imagine that. You're working with a, with a guy. He's running around to the Colombian military trying to suck them into this fuck up. And he's telling them, like, yeah, this guy, Goudreau's a CIA agent. You know, Colombians, of course, check with them. And they're like, yeah, that guy's, we don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, you know what? Shut up or we're going to kick you out of Colombia because you're causing problems. I mean, by that point, right, in a normal U.S., real U.S. military or any, German, you name it. By then, mm-hmm. that plan is canceled. That many people know about it. Sure. Right? You're like, okay. Either we're going to use it as a decoy exactly. and have a very smooth operation yeah. on the other side of the country, uh-huh. or it's shut down. Right, one of the two. Right. Yeah. In, in this not case, moving forward. We now. wanted you to know if you know. <laughs> right. In this case, uh, it just got they they, they kept going. <laughs> His AOL got hacked into. And then this was an, exactly <laughs> exactly. You got mad. So then, what, so then they show up. Do they do this during this concert? Is that what no, they're no, no? I was just saying it's weird because 
Goudreau gets hooked up with Venezuelan dissidents by being security at the concert somehow. So this is what I'm saying. There's a lot of weird things going on around this problem because also the other thing I discovered was that a guy by the name of, and this is reported in the press, the guy by the name of um, Rowan Kraft helped fund this incursion. Kraft. K-R-A-F-T. And R- Rowan Kraft, who is uh, the eccentric heir to the Kraft. F- no way. Kraft macaroni and cheese? Well, so see, that's, this is the part. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I said, hey. But when I looked it all up, and this was maybe the biggest mind fuck to me, was it turns out that, no, the Kraft fortune related to Robert Kraft and the Kraft oh, group. Really? Right, which I always assumed, because I'm an idiot, I always assumed that like, oh yeah, Robert Kraft, Kraft, how many K Kraft names are there mm. is related somehow to the macaroni and cheese people. Turns out no relation at all, totally mm. separate. The Kraft cheese people who basically trademarked processed cheese in America, so when you're eating mm. single slices, it's from that. Those Krafts have nothing to do with Robert Kraft and the Kraft Group, which is a holding company for a bunch of investments like Berkshire Hathaway. Right, right, right. right. Didn't Robert Kraft get in trouble? Oh, yeah. He got caught getting mm-hmm. jacked off at one of those uh, yeah. rubbing tugs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I, that's a whole different story. Right. But down his line mm-hmm. is where this... Uh, no, Rowan Kraft is from the cheese people. So he's an eccentric offshoot great-grandson or something. Of the cheese people? Of the cheese people. Of the cheese people is running around trying to raise money for James Goudreau's cheesy fucking incursion into the thing. Now, and he was running around reportedly because he had a contract and he was trying to talk to businessmen saying, once we topple Maduro... I'm the contact for it. all private contracts internationally from the good guy. So if you give Goudreau some money on this, mm-hmm. then you're going to be in prime position for some oil contracts, for some whatever, because it's got to go through me. So put some money, put some money where your mouth is. It's an investment. We'll have all of Venezuela eating macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Right, right. And of course, Rowan Kraft says he'd never raised any money. He just had a few conversations with James Goudreau. I, I, I talked to him. I wasn't a part of any of this. Right. But in any and I, and by the way, I was trying to find all the information I could about an eccentric heir to the cheese fortune. I was like looking for that guy, and there's not, there's hardly anything on the internet on mm. that guy. Mm. Well, I got to see what an eccentric cheese fortune man is like it's gotta be a real fucked up weird guy like Branson people in those positions have the internet scrubbed though right that's what what I'm saying that's when you I know people that have internet scrubbed on them you know what I mean where you're just like that's (gasps) fucking trip like everything that they want people to know about them is that's it I just love that there's an eccentric cheese air it's just weird I just it's just Damn. It's all about so was cheese. it a blood was it was it bloody? <laughs> yeah, so 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 what they did was on on D Day, which stands for dumbass day, on D Day, they so 
As I said, Colombia is like on the border right next to Venezuela, and then they, there's a coastline, right, the top of South America. Mm-hmm. And so what they did was they left in boats, right, along in the water to land at a place called La Guara, La Guira. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's the main port coming into uh, uh, Venezuela's capital. Okay. Right? Caracas, I think it is. Is okay. that Caracas? Oh, yeah. Caracas. Yeah, Caracas. Caracas. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> so they're going to land, you know, whatever at that time. And when they landed, <laughs> right, there was like helicopters and fucking Venezuelan army just standing there waiting for them. Like, like they were supposed to come in on surprise, the port, and then run undercover and meet up with their weapons, and then like they were gonna storm the capital right. and get right to Maduro quickly, right? Like, like a like a surgical strike, right? Right. Instead, it was like a it was like a, a goofball strike. They showed up, and there was like an entire army just waiting for them, <laughs> like, like, and two uh, of the guys they killed like six or eight. Of the soldiers, unfortunately. Mm. And then they captured two Americans. Mm. Two Americans. They captured two fucking Americans. Think about that. You were training with broomsticks. You were told about the glory of victory. And you're coming in on a little skiff. You know, probably don't even have the Zodiacs. You got these skiffs. And you're mm. like, well, we'll just fucking just more up by those rocks over there. <laughs> you come in and you hear the sound of helicopters and you you're <laughs> soon as I That's heard the helicopter, you should turn this bitch around. I would have been like, what are you guys talking about? We're running diving school around here. Right. Everybody just come on out. We're fishing for lobster. Yeah. yeah what are you talking about? Oh my I'm God. Tripping. And there was a second boat, right? That was supposed to also meet up with them with more operatives and stuff in uh-huh. it, but the motor broke. Oh God! Uh, they had the fucking one point five <laughs> for real. I mean, I'm just gonna spend a couple thousand. <laughs> right, just keep them cost low. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go meet up my with my weapons on the objective. Right. What the fuck? That's real life, though. That's real life. If you don't have a a lot of support and a lot of experts, and you don't go over the plan about a million times, and you don't consider about a million like different ways to do something. Like that's that's why I go crazy when people are like, "Oh, we don't need to think about all that. Just do it." I'm what like, did he do with the 1.5 though? Nobody knows. He's still running around loose. By Is the way, he? yeah. Listen, so so the the second boat supposed to meet up. They're supposed to come together. The second boat's motor broke. They are the ones I think that had the night vision goggles. <laughs> <laughs> so oh they were like, uh, they just stopped on an island. They just they, this is a movie or something. Has, like a blooper. There has like to be a, a Netflix, funny movie. Yeah, a Netflix episode. Like a spoof yeah. on the whole shit. Like, like a mini. Like a mini A series. silent film. <laughs> Man. <laughs> it, it's funny that you say that because uh, other like actual real NSA analysts and other like security guys have like looked at this and they call it the Keystone Cops. They're like, yeah, this is just a fucking chain of fools. It's just fucking people running around like like uh, the Three Stooges. It's Dude, like it, it's that's a, what I was like. I was like, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> it, so- it sounds like it was definitely just a fucking a get over. Like this guy just. 
probably threw some money at the camp, a few thousand bucks. I'm, and I'm surprised he didn't like, say, all right, guys. Get broomsticks and use them. Yeah. Whatever, you know, I'm out of here. Did he show up on game day? Hold on, listen to their planning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's them in the circle. Certainly. <laughs> <laughs> Got it? So are we going to be able to infiltrate Venezuela? Certainly. You know when the boat came <laughs> you know when the boat came up and the army and the helicopters and everything the guys were like Did he even show up? Did he say, I'll meet you guys there? Yeah, No, he was just planning and training. They're pulling up. Oh, it's all he dark. dipped out. Yeah, hey, he's it's all dark. It's all, it's all dark. They're like, you can hear the water. And as they're getting a little bit closer, all these huge fucking floodlights come on pointed at him. <laughs> and they're just looking at thousands of fucking dudes aimed at him. Yeah, so yeah that's down. them in the boat. <laughs> right? They're in the boat going. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, 1.5 million. And uh, so he really didn't even give a shit if they were successful. Yeah, you know, that's kind of the reality of it. That's kind of what, I, well, the, he was in it. He, they, they, um, <laughs> I'm about to eat one of those fucking hash browns. Dude, they did a, uh, they did a, um, so then James Goudreau gave lots of different interviews after this. Did he, oh, you got him did on he, there? He yeah. get, did he get paid from, he, get uh, that what's one? His, he, he, I bet you he double ended the deal. Listen, he didn't get. I don't know what he got paid. I'm saying after. for the intel. I bet you he sold the intel back to the guys. Wh- whatever, exactly. Whatever they did, right? Uh, how he got paid still kind of remains a mystery. But but, in I'm in, saying he got more though. Right. I'm saying he got right. it from Maduro too. That's what I'm saying. Right. So if you look at it from that angle, what this has done politically. Okay, if you really want to fucking put your thinking cap on this one, the good guy, right, who said Maduro's a bad guy because he's doing all secret police shit. Mm-hmm. Now the bad guy has his proof that Maduro is just as dirty as he is. And it's handed him a big fucking PR win. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you think... You think the good guy cares about you? Look at what he's willing to do. He's willing to partner up with these guys. So what you're saying, Danny, is kind of what I think may be the real story beneath everything else. Because really the truth is, the reason why Maduro, if he infiltrated and paid, allowed this to go forward because he knew he had on his hands right, proof that the good guys are just the same as he is. He's just a thug. He's just not in power. Mm-hmm. Or uh, somebody who wanted to help Maduro, who Maduro paid. So, so what we're seeing is what the good guy has done to pay all these outside people to help him consolidate control of the country. Maduro may have paid some people and said, look, how do I fucking deal with this problem? I got this fucking pain in my ass. United States, everybody's recognizing him as the good guy. How do I fucking besmirch his fucking reputation? How do I deal with that? And maybe some operatives were like, well, you get him caught trying to topple you. Right, you get it was just why they would have his signature on something, mm-hmm. right? And that's in the internet. And then we've got the perfect guy who's willing to 
train the stuff and then the perfect guy to make it look like a botched training thing and then we got the perfect guy who's going to go on the internet and say a bunch of shit about it so that it's true like it can't be discounted and you're going to have all the propaganda you need to show that the good guy's really just a bad guy hmm. which to me i think is more likely actually yeah. i think it's more likely and if you look one of the crazy things is the day i think it was like may 3rd or may 1st Right, right before shit's popping up, the day before, like that day, James Goudreau gets on Twitter and he fucking announces that the incursion online. If you can imagine that, listen to this. Fuerza Armada, superiores y subalternos. Hoy, 3 de mayo del 2020, les habla Javier Nieto Quintero. That's not him. That's his buddy. Jordan Goudreau. Jordan Goudreau. De las Fuerzas Especiales del Ejército de los Estados Unidos. A 1,700 hours daring amphibious raid was launched from the border of Colombia deep into the heart of Caracas. Our men are continuing to fight right now. Our units have been activated in the south, west, and east of Venezuela. Commander Nieto is with me, is co-located, and Commander Sique is on the ground now fighting. El objetivo de estas palabras es primero aclararle al pueblo venezolano y a las fuerzas vivas de la nación de que es real. So imagine that. I mean, and if you look at the images of these guys, Commander Natia or whatever. So it's, it's, I think I've said James Goudreau a couple of times. It's Jordan Goudreau. But look at Commander Natia. He's got like, he's bald and he's got like the, the Venezuelan flag draped over his shoulder and he's got like a Kevlar vest on and they're both in a kneeling position. And then Jordan Goudreau is like right next to him, right? And he's got a Southern style, um, what do you call it at? You know when they, they bend the bill on a, on a baseball cap? Yeah. You know what I mean? That like down home style? Yeah. And then he's like sitting there like with his knee up too. And That's how we all wear our hats on. Yeah. And he's, he's looking hard, you know? He's like, it's at 1700 hours, which is yeah. I think 5 p.m., mm -hmm. which is, I don't even know if that's a good time to start uh, an, a, a mission. 017. Oh, 1700, so, not 017, but 1700. 1700? 1700 is what he said. I believe that's what he said. Yeah, like, that's not like they, that's like right when people are getting off work. <laughs> <laughs> Best time to do your operations unless you're doing something that's like counter and you need people around is always at night. We work at night. And you, you notice that he's like, we've got to come from the east, from the west, and from the... Meanwhile, it's like one rickety boat with like 10 dudes in it. <laughs> it's yeah, coming yeah. into the heart of Caracas. If you're and this lie, is the day before? This is the day of. The day of? Let's see, what, he, what is it? In the south, west... Right now. Right now. Okay, hold on, let me get it. Amphibious raid. Amphibious. Here we go. Listen to what he said. At 1700 hours, a daring amphibious raid was launched from the border of Colombia deep into the heart of Caracas. Our men are continuing to fight right now. So, yeah, that same day at 1700 hours. They probably went at 1700 because they didn't have the night vision. You're entirely correct. Because that du makes total sense. at dusk, because as the sun's going down, <sighs> is the best time to move because people can't focus. Because the sun's coming down, it's that, that moment that. If you have night vision, it's not effective and your eyes are not effective because it's getting dark. Right. And <clears throat> so, uh, uh, you know, 
he then he goes on in this interview and like after the fact they're interviewing him some some latin interview goes on where like they're like so what the fuck like what are you doing and she's like how did you ever think that the reporter asked him like how did you ever think that like couple of guys and this botched terrible yet 300 men most going up against the venezuelan army like how was that ever gonna win and he was like hey you ever heard of alexander the great you ever heard of the the battle of golagas and he's comparing himself to alexander the great which is like the most one of the most famous fucking leader military leaders military minds in all the world and you know, obviously he's not that, right? Mm-hmm. He can't even figure out how to get two boats to one location. Or how to get guns before we get to the objective. Right. <laughs> to train with. Right. He Unbelievable. Can, he, dude, when I the went, first time they're going to shoot a gun is going to be when they get it. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? How does that this even make sense? heavier than the broom. Hey, I got used to that broom. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? And the thing that's crazy about it is when, so what he was having done was he was going to have the, 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 the actual weapons shipped somewhere where the, the soldiers would get them, but they were intercepted by the Venezuelans. And when they broke it all out, one of the items that was in, and this is no bullshit, you guys can go on the internet and check this out. It was a um, airsoft rifle was in with the military equipment. Oh my God. Half of them were airsoft guns. They, they look cut. Like they guns. cut everything. Look, th- yeah, there were. There's an airsoft. Could you imagine? That, look, and you could. Did see, it have the yellow tip on it? Yeah, it's got an orange tip, and it's among like all this uh, communications and flak jackets and all this weird shit. Maybe they, they try to pass it off as uh, as fake weapons when they transported it. But there's only one, so maybe they were having Just like grab the top one and show. <laughs> Maybe they were having like a, a lottery. Oh, they were like, one of the guys was going to get the gun that doesn't really shoot real bullets. Yeah. Have to do, I'm out of bullets. <laughs> just go. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody uh, fucking looked at the picture. They blew up the insignia and it says GNG Airsoft on the gun. And it's got an orange tip and everything. That's, that's right. That's Best crazy. advertisement. <laughs> But like when when I when I yeah that's true huh. by the way so now where, where are they at now where's everything sitting now well um, the three hundred troops that's whoever survived and escaped are back in the jungles with their family and they're all bummed out because they're like you know Jordan Gaudreau lied to us we thought it was, this is a bunch of lies and now I'm dealing with coronavirus and I'm broke and I'm <laughs> on the land. <laughs> And uh, the two Americans were held prisoner, and he and, and and those Americans were forced to go on TV by Maduro mm. to show to say that it was ordered by Trump, and to say that you know da 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 da, da. and you know uh, Maduro had their passports and showed it on TV, and these guys look beat. I mean, they I don't know if they've been mistreated or not, but they don't look good, and. Uh, and Maduro has said, offered to the United States, we'll exchange these two guys for James J- Jordan Goudreau. You send us Jordan Goudreau and we'll return these guys. Mm. And that deal has yet to take place. Really? Think about that. Think about that. Wow. And these guys look like normal, like regular American, you know, ex-military guys. They don't, they don't look crazy. They look like, I don't know. They're, they're being held against their will. 
and being charged with crimes for trying to topple Maduro. Sure, sure. And they're just hanging in the wind while James Goudreau's or Jordan Goudreau's going around giving interviews and like, trying to compare himself to Alexander the Great and you know probably telling people blaming someone else for the botched invasion. And he tried to do what he could, but I only had one point five. <laughs> Listen, I, I I tried to you know I tried to pull it together, but you know probably blaming some subordinate, you know secretary. Crazy, that's a crazy fucking story. And Trump, by the way, like so then they're like, well, you know, was Trump in on it? And Trump, for his part's like, we don't know what it is. Right. You know, we're we're looking into it, and what you know, whatever we find out, we'll tell you. <laughs> so now the other dude is running the president was running. Is running ben- so Maduro is still in power, right, and I'm okay. not sure what's happening with the good guy. But the bad guy's power has been consolidated, and now we're yeah. now the United States is back on the riots and fucking protesting our own problems here. So it's kind of fallen to the backside. But I wanted to bring it in because uh, this yeah. kind of like plays into it. You know, in other articles that I've read, some of the soldiers have come forward uh, anonymously because uh, the press descended on this like fucking vultures on a dead corpse they just came down and they talked to some of these guys and some of these guys have said you know what part of it was racism these soldiers said this they said part of it was racism because jordan goudreau thought that he was so superior that he was going to be able to come in and just it was going to be easy to fucking overthrow venezuela and he said that he felt like part of it was that he he kind of felt like we didn't know how to do things down here and so he thought, like, he was just going to come in and it was just going to be real simple, real easy. And, and it didn't turn out that way. That's how we feel. Some of the soldiers feel that way. I don't know. That sounds weird to me. <laughs> Does that sound weird to you? That sounds weird. Well, in furtherance of this concept, too, though, I want to say that these are elements on an international area where people feel at least someone's wrong assessment of the threat level. Let's put it that way. You know, Jordan Goudreau or whoever the commanders that were involved somehow were not able to properly assess the threat level they were facing. Yeah. And they didn't. Or they, that fool just ran so much game on them. Like he was saying he's a CIA guy. And then right. they, they check his background. And right. if he doesn't clear as a CIA guy, then how much more of what you're listening to is real? Right. I mean, that's true. And then. Are, if somebody's offering you two hundred million dollars, what are you not going to tell them? Right, and the, <laughs> and the, and 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 the uh, United States officially has said, like, look at the way this thing was run. We would never run anything like that. So obviously, it wasn't us. But that's if it wasn't uh, a phony effective. ploy. Yeah, if it was a phony ploy, if it was effective. Then maybe they would have been like. Well, we had something to do with it. I'm a, I'm more in line with our original thinking on this, Danny, was that this was a setup. I think... Uh, it, this was a setup so that Maduro could consolidate power. And I'm even of the mind up to a point of thinking that uh, Trump... Obviously, America knew what was going on. Maduro knew what was going on. The only person that seems to have not known what was going on was the good guy. Right. The good guy kind of seemed like he was the one. that, And now all of a sudden he's been painted and saddled with this botched operation because it does two things. One is it shows that uh, the good guy is capable of doing the same shit as a dictator. And the second thing it does, it shows he's incompetent. 
Like, oh, and he can't even run the military. Look at what look at look, look, look what he does. So if you think about it from that point of view, it's like either Maduro on his own figured out or with other people figured out how to do a setup on the good guy and or he got help from the American establishment because they were like, well, we don't want this new land reform guy, this like, you know, positive guy. We don't want that to come through. We can't be seen to be saying that. We can't yeah. support a dictator publicly, but we're willing to. I mean, look at Putin. Yeah, we're willing to work with the bad guy if they're willing to play ball with us. Yeah. And maybe Maduro's like, yeah, I'll play ball. Don't you worry. But we got to get rid of this guy if, if, if that's going to happen. Because nobody's going to fall in line. Right. Right. And they're like, well, we can't have an assassination. Yeah. Shh. Are you a when you hey dude when you Danny when you take a leak, are you a, one of those guys that puts a hand on the fucking wall? I do. Sometimes I put a hand on the I'm the guy that like gets up on one one ball of my foot and just <laughs> shivers a couple of times. Have you ever? I I got a couple. I get shivers every once in a while. From have you ever gotten? Have you ever gotten the pee shivers? Uh, old blue eyes. Maybe like, I don't know. Where you get end, up on your tippy toe, end. you get on that one foot gets on his tippy toe, and you're like, "Whoa, yeah!" Shit. That's not. This is more Whoa. like busting a nut. It is. <laughs> busting a nut. Have you ever? Have you ever come home like you're driving in your car or whatever, and you just got to go so oh, bad, fuck, dude? And you like run in, and you're like. <sighs> Yeah. All the time, yeah. the pain. Yeah. You're like in pain. Yeah. You're like, oh like my god! The front door open oh, yeah. because you don't have time to <laughs> you, fucking close. It slams, boom. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh. and you're like, start undressing on your way to the thing. <laughs> have you ever done that? And then you have people in your house that are trying to talk to you, and you're like, get out of my Like, oh well, hi to you too. Like, this yeah. is an emergency, bitch. I gotta get going. Yeah, dude. And have you ever had to pee so bad? That like it's starting like you're trying to unfold the dick out of your fucking shorts and it's starting to come and you're like dude I'm just, I can't stop it's it. It's all <laughs> you're like fuck I gotta clean that up. Dude, have you ever had to pee and held it for so long that when you finally did pee, it was hard to get out? No. Never? No. Steve, have you ever had that? Have you ever held your pee what? so hard? I've held my pee long enough that when I finally peed, I had to push. Like yeah. I actually had to push kind of to get no. it out. Sean? Yeah, that's oh. happened to me. All right. I've just peed on myself. Uh, so, I, I mean. I, sometimes you don't have an option. Yeah. I, I, don't even tri- I don't even trip on that. Like, that to me is like, well, I don't know, whatever. It's just liquid. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> Everyone here at this table, this is the round table on piss right now. Round table. Round Come table on, on piss. Come on. Come on. Has anyone here ever pissed and you're pointing your dick? Exactly where the piss is supposed to go, and the stream comes out at an angle. Come on! Oh, oh yeah. yeah. What about the you double hit the stream? drapes? You're like, oh shit! <laughs> Not the curtains. <laughs> the fuck? How did it go that way? Yeah. You ever what a double stream? I've had double streams. Yeah. 
I've you know what happened, and I think I know why. Because I think there was a little bit of glue still in the hole. <laughs> because I had some sex the night before and slept on my dick, and it dried. <laughs> and then when I pissed, it came out in a double stream. And I was so excited, I was like, "Look at this! It's a double stream! I got a double stream!" But Did you have a double stream where both streams miss the toilet? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? Look like straight fucking, right into the left. Look like the, even hit the toilet. Looks yeah. like the fountains at the uh, fucking Bellagio or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, God damn, what the? Hey, have you ever? How did I get my foot? Had you ever pissed and either your shirt flap or like the flap oh, of your yeah. pants you didn't see uh, was still covered in shit? The belt. Yeah, and you piss and you just feel this extreme splash yeah, back on you and you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That sucks. yeah. And sometimes that happens. You're not at home. You're like, fuck, now I got to walk around with a piss. I mean, I guess. But that's better than like, what about a porter potty? Oh, dude. That's you got like. It. Dude, I pee strategically into the porta potty hole so that there's no splashback. Because you know there's like E. coli upon E. coli. Uh, like on a pee tree of. Oh, are you kidding me? That's where they make COVID 19. Yeah, like, it's like every, all the dr- everybody's shit, drugs and everything's in there from their urine. Hey, yeah. hey, dog, yeah. hey, hey, you ever seen like when they push over the fucking, those fucking outhouses? I got a festival. They'll push that shit over with somebody oh inside the car no. with the blue shit all over. Oh, oh it's gnarly. Damn. Oh, you can look that shit up on fucking YouTube, bro. Oh. And they're putting dudes are coming out, dude. Let <laughs> it like fucking blue smurf. shit, blue shit and toilet paper. Hey, if you can, coughing that shit out. If you can survive that, you can oh, survive it. Like well, that's, that's how the Toxic Avengers started. Jesus fucking yeah, like God. it was a fucking whole bunch of shit got. <laughs> Oh. His body started melting. <laughs> Did you ever see Toxic, toxic Avenger? Yeah, dude. Bro, that motherfucker. Yeah, he got... Tromeo. Tromeo yeah. films. Toxic he Avenger. got a bunch of shit dropped all over him. <laughs> he fucking turned into a monster. Dude, you know what's crazy is is that... Dude, it's... I don't eat, I don't want to half the time. Like, I don't want to, but when I go in there, I still look in the shithole just to see what's in there. Cause of I, whatever, course. And it fucking shatters my fucking soul course, every time, bro. dude. Bro, that, that's nothing. So <laughs> when we lived in Iraq, right, yeah. we made our own. We lived in the city, so we didn't have running water. We, we, well, we got running water. We boosted it, right? Right. But we didn't have toilets and shit, so we got porter potties and just slid them into the building that we were living in. Yeah. And fucking... You can't get them fucking pumped like a normal place. So oh. like sometimes, sometimes you didn't get that motherfucker pumped, and it, that shit would be all the way up to the lid. <laughs> and oh, you poking out the top. Hey, we would gotta climb up there. Soft like, serve I'm on that the motherfucker. Top of the mountain. I'm gonna right? put an extra nugget hey. on top of the Sunday. Hey, we the cherry on top. On top. We shut the. It was I'll terrible. You have to like cheese. climb up, feet up. Shit's fucking like four and a half feet above it's the It's like toilet. a meatball on top of a mountain of spaghetti. Imagine 60 people living uh, there like that. God damn. And damn. two porter potties. Oh, oh man. That's fucked up. Bro, hot as Just bacon. Just you're just sitting there. You're like, God damn yeah. it. But there's flies anywhere regardless of that. Like, yeah. Millions of flies everywhere. Yeah. That's hot shit. Of course, dude. Look, right there it is. We're in Iraq right now. Look at what's going on. God damn. Oh. <laughs> It don't even it's sound horrible. like that because it don't go down that far. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds bad. That just hurt my and stomach. So, what we usually <laughs> say about this time. 
We're going to end right there with all that shit. Oh, my God. Uh, adios from the hard luck show. We're going to say adios, amigos, from the hard luck show. We're out of here. Oh.